Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight, we are doing Step 3, Connection, and we are talking about giving and receiving. I am Kelly Fox, and I am excited to be here with you. And, of course, I have my beautiful co-host with me, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. I was outside trying to see the star of Bethlehem, you know, which is shining tonight, the first time in 800 years. But it is so foggy and Tulare, I can't see the stars, so I'm missing it. Oh. Yeah, it's foggy here, too. It is so foggy. The girls yeah. want to see the conjunction. Mm-mm. Can't can't see it. Yeah. Um, but we are super excited to have our guest coach on with us tonight. It's been a little while since she's been here, so we're super excited she's back. Please welcome Debbie Turnis. How are you tonight, Debbie? I'm doing great, and I actually did see the star, so that was really great. We had to, we did have to wait though till like the fog cleared. Like we were waiting anxiously for there like to be a break in it, so we actually did get to see it. So I was really excited about that. Oh, how amazing! But, yeah, I mean our I fog is so thick here. Mm-hmm. But Ben's been waiting a week to see it. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad you got to see it, so I know it was there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Debbie, why don't you remind our audience what it is that you do and who you support? Sure. So I am a confidence and accountability coach. I'm also a master certified fearless living coach. And I primarily uh, help women live their best lives. I'm also the co-founder of Authentic Friendships, which is a fun community for women to gather and connect and have fun. And um, it's also a place where people can um, enhance their friendships, grow their friendships, and make new friendships as well. Yeah, I love that community. We have a lot of fun. Um, and it's very interactive, and it grew really fast. So you know that there's yeah. women out there who want friends. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right? They love the connect, the connection, and the community, and the um, I don't know, like the connectedness. You know, I think we all we all have that innate need to belong, and what a great opportunity to belong at whatever level or degree that they want to share and be a part of it as well. Yeah. And connection is so important. That's why it's step three. And we're here talking about it tonight. So, Debbie, tell us, what is your definition of connection? Um, My definition of connection is um, having conversation with one another because starts with that, with just saying hello to people, finding out more about one another, um, the willingness to like open your heart up and to share with other people, as well as being willing to receive that from other people. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think it's also, you know, we do that with our families. We do it with our friends. We do it with our coworkers, um, our neighbors. I think there's a lot of opportunity for connection to happen on a daily basis. I mean, we do it in the line at the grocery store or at the pharmacy or when we're at the farmer's market. You know, we're connecting. Many of us are connecting all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know when uh, Jay and I were at the post office for an hour or so the other day <laughs> trying to mail off a box, um, people were talking to each other. Even though we all had masks on, we were all standing away from each other. You know, somebody knew would walk in and see how long the line was and go, oh, my gosh, where am I supposed to go? And, you know, everybody would be telling them, you know, this is for that place, this is for that place, wherever you got to go, it's way down there. And uh, so it was kind of funny. You know, even though we um, are distancing, people still want to have conversation, you know. Absolutely. And I've, I've witnessed several times, you know, I think with all the space that we've all been, you know, given lately, um, I think people are also being a little bit more generous with their um, with their giving and their availability, you know, helping one another in ways that they maybe haven't done it before or paid a little bit more attention or engaged in conversations in a little bit more of a deeper level than they ever have before, only because we're slowing down a little bit. We're not rushing around as maniacally as we you know, had been a year ago. I mean, things are very mm-hmm. different. And I think it's given us a really great opportunity to really slow down and look at where connections are um, really important and also taking responsibility for doing those reach outs. I mean, that's one of the things that um, one of the tips that I give my clients and, and what I do talks is, If you think about somebody, send them a text, give them a call, write them an email, send them just a simple emoji, just letting them know that you're thinking about them. It could engage really great conversations, or you simply could just make somebody's day. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure that you have one of your pillars in authentic friendship has to do with giving and receiving. Am I right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's called, um, we call it reciprocity. So it really mm-hmm. is about finding the balance in a friendship. Um, it's not, you know, you called me, now it's my turn to call you. It's more about um, how do you feel like you're balanced in your friendships, right? Is your, you know, are you willing to be open? Are you willing to be honest? And, you know, sometimes in friendships, I might be having a crisis in my family or having drama in my relationship or something. I might need a little bit more than you need this time. And so really finding mm-hmm. finding the balance in the friendship, not just in one situation, but like over the long term of the friendship, you know, it really is that yeah. give and take. Yeah, I love that. Terry, what are you thinking right now? Well, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was uh, listening to the 
the different layers of uh, connection that Debbie brought up in, in her conversation. Because I think probably in order to give connection, you have to have connection with yourself. And so there's that level of connection where you're really connected to yourself, to your purpose, to your belief system, to your values. And then from that, you can then connect to others. I know I had a client today that I was um, doing a session with that asked me what my passion and purpose was and how I was connected to that. Um, and so it, it was really a very validating experience for me to know at this point in my life that I really do understand my passion and purpose and that I am totally connected to that when I make decisions as I prosody that Debbie's talking about with others. And then also she talked about um, connecting with intuition or discernment. Um, I, I like to call it connecting with my higher power where I listen for opportunities to connect with others, that there are people I know that uh, that my, me reaching out to them is going to make a difference. And so listening to that and then following through uh, with that connection to my, um, I call it the, the Holy Spirit, you know, being connected to that aspect of my life as well. So there are so many ways that we connect uh, with ourselves and with others and with, with our spirituality, with our purpose and passion, uh, and then how we communicate that, whether it's through words, whether it's through service, whether it's through prayer. There are so many ways for us to connect, uh, to receive connection and to give connection. And so just when I was listening to Debbie, all of those thoughts were coming to me of, of, of the multiple layers of connection in our lives. And so um, it's, it's, uh, it can be as complex and rigorous as we want it to be, or it can be as simple as giving a smile to a stranger. And so mm-hmm. I think that connection, connection is, is one of those um, life forces that really affects us. It's one of the, the basic needs that we have. It's almost it's right up there with food and water and shelter is that need to be connected to ourselves, to others, and to our higher power. Yeah. Yeah, I said my son got married just a few weeks ago, and um, it was a very small event, very intimate, and you know it was really special. What I realized the next day, I was having a conversation with my best friend because she was like one of the only non-family members that was at the event, and she she was we were having this conversation about how much we really miss being with people like the pandemic is really you know in an effort to stay safe we're all staying you know far away from people but what both of us realized in that conversation was how much we have allowed the um, pandemic to um, for us to be more isolated than we even realized we were doing Mm -hmm. and so even even without a pandemic, there are a lot of people who isolate. You know, they don't listen to their intuition. They aren't connected with themselves, their bodies, their spirit, their, their higher power or their spirituality. And those are the people who, like, really miss friendships and really miss having good relationships because they're very disconnected. And so I think, you know, <clears throat> for those of us who like to connect, Sometimes connecting with those people actually helps them 
get a better sense of what it feels like and how to do it. And so they're more inclined to do it for themselves. I think sometimes people just need it to be demonstrated. They need to have that experience in a different way. Yeah, I and I think that if you have a friend that's like that, they're probably and you're waiting around for them to contact you and for it to be this give and take in the sense of, you know, uh, you called them last, so they need to call you. It's probably never going to happen. You know, there's some people who just aren't going to reach out, and yeah. it doesn't mean that they don't care about you. It doesn't mean that they don't want to be in contact with you. They're just that's just something they don't do. They don't reach out to others. They kind of sit around and wait for others to reach out to them. And if you know that about your friend, then you can uh, connect with them uh, by contacting them, right, and not waiting for them to contact you back. I mean, or contact you first. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I have a friend like that. Yeah, I do too. I have a couple. (laughs) and but, the thing um, is, like that's part yeah. that's part of the um, the give and take of that relationship, right? So you know that that's how they operate, but you value the relationship so much that you're willing to take on the role of the initiator. And I mm-hmm. think that, in my opinion, right, I think that that's okay because mm-hmm. as long as you feel like what you're getting in return works for you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that dynamic. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it's about getting to that, um, like finding out what do you value, right? Some people might value no. being reached out to, like you're describing with your friends, right? For mm-hmm. other people, it's about being able to, you know, Pick up the phone when it rings. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at that, but as long as you're feeling like your friendship is balanced, who reaches out to who first doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, this week or last Friday, uh, Fearless Generations or uh, myself, uh, we hold a fundraiser every December 18th uh, for the suicide prevention task force in the in the county I grew up in, and one of the speakers um, was talking. We had a speaker event, and one of the speakers was talking about how the first thing that we do as humans when we feel like we're different or we're or um, you know. Basically, she was saying when we feel like we're different, we, we're alone, you know, that there's not somebody out there that's like us. We don't belong. We don't fit in. Um, the first thing we do is isolate, and that's what is going to make the situation worse. Um, yeah. And there was another speaker there that was talking about how when he found himself in that situation, he did isolate and he was, he was miserable. And then um, finally he, he stood up and he created a community for people like him. And now he is happier than he's ever been, you know? So there's, there's going to be times when we feel like we're alone. And what are we gonna what are we gonna do about it? Are we gonna continue to 
feel alone and disconnect and go even further into isolation and actually be alone? Or are we going to reach out and seek connection um, to find places where we do feel like we belong, uh, communities where we can connect and and have that connection for uh, you know for ourselves. Yeah, and I think that that's like the really um, beautiful thing about the work that we do as coaches is when we do our Facebook lives, when we have workshops, when we speak to people, when we talk like authentically and vulnerably vulnerable and and share things and show how real we are as people, people understand mm-hmm. that they aren't alone. Right? And and that's really, really important. That's the thing that connects people. So when we mm-hmm. don't feel like we're the only ones, then it gives us hope encouraged to reach out or to speak out or to think a different thought that might just get us through the day or maybe even the hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because there really is always someone there that you can connect with. If you're willing to reach out and connect, there is someone that will connect with you on some level. I mean, that's, that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of technology. (laughs) Uh, it, yeah. it can also be a curse, but there is always someone online that will talk to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it may not be a, a in-depth conversation, but there's always connection. There can always be connection. And like Terry said, we can always connect with ourselves. Um, and having that connection that we have within ourselves be enough to sustain us until we can have the connection we're wanting with others. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is sometimes connecting with ourselves can be a really scary place for people to go because they just Mm -hmm. don't know. They don't trust it or they've been there before and it was scary and it didn't work out. And so I think what's really important too is like helping people understand how it is that they can connect to themselves because it doesn't have to be hard. Right? Mm-hmm. It could just be like sitting quietly and focusing on your breath or going for a walk or sitting outside and, you know, watching the birds or writing in your journal. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it that um, mm-hmm. can be refreshing and invigorating and help you to yeah. not get lost in, you know, in, in yeah. negative thought process, right? Right. Yeah. My my brain is constantly going, so it it's nice to try to, you know, keep it focused on one thing. And like you said, focusing on your breath or, um, you know, going for a walk or whatever, having like a specific thing that you're going to think about uh, is helpful. Terry, what is your way of connecting with yourself well, I'm I'm just thinking while I'm listening to you talk that uh, I think for me, I think of connecting to myself synonymous with with loving and valuing myself. So um, for me, really, in order for me to connect to other people authentically and to share 
share real love and concern with other people, I had to learn to love and care for myself. And so when I think about connecting with myself, that's what I think of. And uh, so I, for me, one of my, my greatest tools for connecting is intention. So I, I have uh, an overarching intention, which is what I center my life on. And I have daily intentions so that I can also center my life uh, around the particular day and what I have, what I know is uh, on my plate for that day and how I want to show up that day in order to uh, connect with myself in order to authentically connect with others. And I was, I was thinking of one situation that kind of I, I heard you guys talk about a little bit, and that's the reciprocity of connection. And for me, there's a couple of instances in my life where I had an intention to stay connected to a person regardless of what that person did at all. So I had absolutely no expectation that that person would reciprocate uh, the connection to me. And Mm -hmm. it turned out to be, uh, you know, to be a really, um, I don't know, kind of a, I don't know if it was a spiritual or just what the experience and, and staying true to my intention strengthen my uh, capacity to love and accept myself and to love and accept that person. And it might've taken years before there was some kind of reciprocity or some kind of connection in return from that person uh, that was tangible. All of it was really in my heart and soul that I knew this person was important to me. I knew that I loved this person and I knew that that person loved me, but there was a lack of um, connection and so I think sometimes it appears to be totally one-sided, but my intention was to remain connected to that person, and the only way I could do that was for me to stay connected. So I texted mm-hmm. that person. I wrote to that, notes to that person. I sent cards to that person. I emailed that person without ever getting anything back in return other than my intention to be loving and my belief that 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 person cared about me and and eventually you know things worked out in one case in one case they didn't but because I stayed true to myself and I stayed true to my Mm -hmm. intention I never felt rejected by that person or I never felt a loss because I stayed Mm -hmm. true to my intention so intention to me is is a really wonderful way to connect for me and it helps me to stay connected to to my center and to, um, you know, to be able to be in the moment living day to day regarding my intention. So that's one of the tools I find extremely helpful when it comes to connecting. Awesome. I love that Thank you, you brought that up. That's beautiful. And I, and I love that. Um, so that my intention over the last few weeks has been um, – I've been willing to practice being lighthearted and finding fun in everything mm-hmm. I do. And so that helps me stay connected to myself as well, reminding myself when, they, when I start feeling like things are getting heavy or I'm taking something too seriously, it reminds me to continue to practice being lighthearted and looking for fun. And it's yeah, that's a great serious. It's, yeah, and it's really, like you said, it's it's 
super supportive, right? When you find mm-hmm. yourself maybe going off track a little bit, it's a great reminder. I loved the way that you explained um, how how the reciprocity piece worked in there because you did, you never got anything. But the important mm-hmm. part of it, though, Terry, was that what you were investing in it, you felt okay with giving because mm-hmm. there wasn't the expectation of what's in return. Like it was, it was balanced because of the way that you were approaching it. And I love yeah. the explanation. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I think it has a lot to do with surrendering, and that's another step that we'll get to in another at another time in the 12 steps that Rhonda created. I think that for me, that capacity to do that had a lot to do with surrendering. Um, yeah. You know, just and I think that that the, those that really work together to support me and to support my uh, you know my mindset and my filter, so that uh, I was able to do that without feeling rejected. Mhm. Beautiful. Yeah. We are running out of time, ladies. So I want to give Debbie. I wanted to give you a chance um, is to share with us something that you might have coming up that you would want the listeners to know about. Um, Well, I would love to have anybody um, who would like to join our Ethetic Friendships group on Facebook. It's actually for women only. So women who who would like to join the community, that would be fantastic. We're also starting a uh, webinar series called Authentic Friend Tips. And we're going to be covering different topics the first Thursday of every month. Um, the month of January is going to be self-care and boundaries in friendship. Um, and we're going to have other topics like fun and adventure, uh, communication and connection, how to repair a broken friendship. So we have a lot of different topics. Um, and the cost for those webinars is just, for some great information, great education. Um, The conversation, we're going to have a conversation time at the end of the webinar. So there's going to be an opportunity for people who come to the webinar to have conversation around the topic. So I'm super excited about that as well. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, definitely put some links in in the Facebook group. And on the page uh, so that people can easily go over to um, Authentic Friendships and get in the group and find out more about your webinars. So, yeah, definitely um, definitely do that. I know Terry and I are involved in the Authentic Friendship group, um, and um, I enjoy going to the the morning teas and happy hours and um, connecting with the other women in the group. Um, yeah, it's a really interactive group. It's, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed and so, like, pleased with how many women are joining the group. Yeah, definitely. So if there was one thing that you would want the listeners to get out of the call tonight, Debbie, what would it be? I would say if somebody pops in your head, reach out to them. Don't waste any time. Don't overthink it. Just do it. It mm-hmm. might be the one thing that makes their day. It might be the one thing that gets them through a tough moment. Yeah, love that. Terry, how about you? 
Well, I think uh, I love that. And I would just say that stay connected to yourself, to your true center, in order to authentically connect with others. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that, um, you know, Debbie was talking about boundaries before. Um, It's going to be a subject in her group um, for the webinar. And I think boundaries are very important when it comes to connection. Um, So, and it's part of knowing yourself. Like, where is that? Where is that line of uh, that you're going to draw and say, "Okay, this is mine. That is yours. I can give you this amount of energy, and not anymore." You know, there's lots of lots of boundaries that can be laid um, for your benefit and others when it comes to connection. So really look at that and see, um, you know, how you can have the the most authentic and, uh, you know, feeding and, and, you know, giving and receiving relationships, I should say. So we thank you so much for being here with us tonight, Debbie. Love to have Absolutely. you back. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. We want to remind everyone that the 12 Steps to Freedom are brought are created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about the Institute, please go to fearlessliving.org. If you want to know more about Terry and I, go to fearlessgenerations.org or find us on Facebook. We love you, listeners. Keep coming back, and we will see you next week. Be well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. Yeah.